<laughs> this is for Anakin. <laughs> I know he's the one who killed all you guys, but, uh, you know, I, I've got the, the old desert madness. <laughs> I'm insane. <laughs> all I do is watch over a child every day, and he seems like a real shit. Yeah, last time he kicked over him, moisture evaporator and... <laughs> But listen, don't you guys mess with him. If you do, I'll do the screamy thing again. You don't like that. I know it. See, I'm... <laughs> especially you, Aru, I see. I see, you're I see really... <laughs> I see you. You keep buying me. <laughs> I'll cut you I know, he's it. super scared of it. He wet his little wraps, I swear. <laughs> yeah. he, I couldn't tell for sure he was sitting on a dewback, and those <laughs> things are typically moist, but... I assume it actually made the smell better. It's weird. Yeah, it was, it's like lil space lilacs. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought these things smelled bad on the inside. Don't worry, this is a, a reference for people later. They'll get it. You're not getting it, but they'll get. This will be very funny. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that we're talking about Obi Wan taking an Obi two. <laughs> well played, <laughs> well played, bravo! Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. It is the year 1986. The battle between the Decepticons and the Autobots waged on the small screen. Since no TV could contain them, they took their war to the silver screen. That's right. We will be talking about 1986, The Transformers, the movie, starring voice talents like Peter Cullen, Frank Welker, Leonard Nimoy, Eric Idle, Robert Stack, Orson Welles, and the worst part of the movie, Judd Nelson. <laughs> Written by Ron Friedman and directed by Nelson Shin. So, from our secret staging grounds in two of California cities, your valiant pop sagas, Forest Wave, and me, John Locke, will try to light this darkest hour and change. <laughs> so tell me, Forest Wave, when was the moment you learned to hate Hot Rod? Uh, well, first off, John, I just want to say a hearty ba weep grana weep ninny bong to you. Uh, the grana, universal green. <laughs> yep. The universal greeting uh, that everyone knows, or should know, in case we ever do, you know, run into extraterrestrial life. Um, but I would say the first time that I really knew that I did not like Hot Rod slash Rodimus Prime was 1986. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that tracks. That tracks. Yep. Yeah. 
It's not like there was a reflection period. It's not like you watched it and went like, hmm, that's interesting. And no. years later going like, I'm telling you, Doc, you know what I think the problem is with the Transformers movie? It's Hot Rod. I didn't <laughs> see it before, but now I see it. I think he he's the reason why it's 86 minutes long. Like, it would have been over. Yeah, I hate him. I hate Hot Rod. In fact, I refuse to drive in him. Or Winnebago. Or whatever the hell he was at the end of the movie. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> it really cost me my job at the uh, at the steel plant. When someone was like, watch out for that hot rod. Hot rod. Hot rod. <laughs> and I'm just like... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Chuck Nelson. Coming at me. Chuck Nelson. Phoning it in. Where were these lines recorded? Chuck Nelson, why? <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna try to help me. Don't help me. Don't help me, Chad Nelson. Don't help me. <laughs> I saw what happens when you help people. They die. <laughs> the Matrix of Leadership. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, he, he was fine until he's not fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like, okay, whatever. And then he does that shit, and you just go like, okay, I don't like you. And <laughs> this might weird. be, yeah, this might be irrational, but I really don't like you as a character. You <laughs> look cool. I'll I'll tell you that. Until you turn into Rod of his prime, then I don't get what that is. It's like I'm a sports car, but also got a tractor trailer on the back. Wow. Um, Do you like? Obviously, that was because they needed the toy to be expensive from the movie. So they like it couldn't just be a hot rod because then they couldn't like charge top dollar. It needed to be the front of a hot rod pasted onto a fuel tank. No, it, it was like like a like a trailer, like you know, like a traveling trailer. Like I'm gonna, you know, I'm living a new life. I sold my house and I decided to hitch a. A home-like trailer to the back of my. I see. He's got Firebird. <laughs> yep. So he took his Firebird. He put a tow hitch on the back, yeah, and he's burning reason. down the PCH uh, with his new tiny home lifestyle. Exactly. He's going to Myrtle Beach. That's where he's heading. He's driving. He's driving <laughs> the long way down the PCH until he hangs a hard left and just goes down to. Him motherfucking myrtle beach you know yeah well you know i know everybody knows that uh hot rod's a big parrot head yeah he's a big jimmy buffett fan (laughs) oh 100 100 yeah he's he's just like he loves airbrush t-shirts um backpacks that say really heinous shit you know hot rods yeah weird shit yeah you know i like a lot of people were really surprised but i for me, after seeing this movie, uh, when I, when he showed up at the January sixth insurrection, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, this tracks. Yeah, it may, yeah. Have, it may have surprised a few people, but I don't know. I did really. It really felt like uh, I would have been surprised if he wasn't there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the matrix of leadership passed to me, you know. Sure, Roddy. Sure. Sure, okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, the guy you murdered um, dropped it, and then you held it, and then the other guy who was given it got blown up, but somehow they could put him back together, but they couldn't do that for Optimus. That's nope. fine, don't try to think about that shit. And then all of a sudden, you 
killed a guy in another dude's head. Well, sort of. You just threw him out an eye. And then you got it. Sure, it passed to you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look. First of all, I forego the spoiler alert this time around. You know why? <laughs> no, of course. This, this is literally this movie's 35th anniversary. This movie is 35 years old. 35. Just let that sink in. <laughs> I know. It is like, <laughs> it, it, it wounds me because I remember the theater I went and saw this in. I remember the life choice I had to make. To go see yep. this movie, <laughs> like you know, I remember the ramifications of this movie, and yeah, you you passed up a really sweet alternative, right? And then, like, arguably, I've kind of built my career off of the things in this movie, so like, <laughs> like it means something. But I'm not giving you a spoiler alert or warnings or whatever. You should know this if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, okay, uh, go see it. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe go see it. <laughs> I no, I maybe. think I... Here, here. I know, well, I guess I should save my my radical thoughts for the wrap-up. Uh, so, I'll save them for then. But let's just, let's... I just want you all to know that I'm winking at the microphone about seeing the movie. Like, yeah, you should see the movie. And you can infer whatever you want with that wink. <laughs> sure. It's a to loaded be... wink, but we'll leave it up to you as to determine <sighs> what kind of loaded it is exactly. <laughs> yep. Is it loaded like uh, there's a lot of meaning behind that statement? Or is it loaded like uh, Unicron's I... <laughs> eye just can shoot lasers down? Yeah, why not? No, it's loaded like I am because I've been drinking... Uh, White Claw hard seltzer. Um, <laughs> well, there are my... no laws when you are drinking claws. This is a well-known uh, saying and fact. It says it on the can. I trust. Yeah, that. and I don't know if everyone. I don't know if you know this, but if and if you don't, I encourage you to go back and walk, watch these movies again. But at the start of every Purge movie, there's the sound of somebody opening a White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> the Purge is about to happen. <laughs> Ah, time it's to enjoy like, claw. It's the starting pistol that starts off the purge. <laughs> Just this load. <laughs> <laughs> there are no laws now. Man, he just had like two sips. It's not even yep. that much alcohol. It's like five percent. Fucking yeah, robot, uh, Eric Idol. He's really <laughs> tearing up the place. <laughs> oh man. I, I have to say, I've actually been looking forward to talk about this one. Like, I mean, I look forward to talk about everything we talk about, but, like, this sure. one is, like, uh, almost as near and dear to my heart as, uh, you know, Masters of the Universe is, so. Uh, yeah. Now, I guess my question to you would be, was it always near and dear to your heart? Because when I was a kid, I did not like this movie <laughs> for, a, I think, a very good reason. Oh, oh no, this, this, how do I put it? I love the movie, but there's a lot of things that I uh, dislike. 
right? Like, and it being, you know, like six when it came out, it wasn't so much one of those things that I could articulate why I didn't like it. It took me being way older and understanding what Hasbro was really doing. Well, yeah, I mean, movie. I couldn't explain why I didn't like it through the tears streaming down my face. Yes, yes. <laughs> Because my favorite uh, cartoon hero ever, of which I had an awesome die-cast toy of, just got straight murdered in front of me (laughs) within the first half hour of the goddamn movie. (laughs) They they make his color go away! (laughs) They just are twisting the knife, and it is so... I mean, this is not an original thought. Everybody has talked about how traumatizing this movie is, but it's just it's, seeing it again, you're like, wow, this was a choice. This was a choice. <laughs> I know. It's, dude, that, it, so for me, obviously, that was the scene that cemented my hate for Hot Rod to this day. <laughs> and I mean, I've had people try to send me dissertations about why I shouldn't hate Hot Rod and why it was good. And I was like, no, just no, you were wrong. And yeah, that scene, him just turning gray and then his head just turning to the side, like, you know, bit. and then like, his seeing, eyes, his eyes just like going lifeless and then seeing daniel <laughs> streaming tears i was like he's the only yeah, one in the room who real understood me <laughs> like him and i were there we were there together they drive it home so hardcore too because not only does he turn gray and all the life seeps out of him but they also show the the uh, robot heart monitor yeah <laughs> it's like four flat lines too yep. they're all doing the same beat and they're all Oh, yeah, but I mean, from... I started getting nervous when the Decepticons board the shuttle. (laughs) And, you know, like... And, like, Prowl just gets fucking nuked. All your favorites are dead. (laughs) It was, like, literally, it was, like, Prowl, love him. Ratchet, love him. Ironhide, I love the hell out of Ironhide. And that one still breaks my heart. Every damn time I see it, where he's just like, yo! And Megatron's all like, such heroic nonsense, and just fucking nukes him right there, just pow! <laughs> yep. I was like, oh man, they're playing for keeps. But it was just like, oh, they'll come back, right? We'll be back. Nope. And then they, they never show up. Like You're you, gonna have to hang out with a bunch of new people you've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, the guy who murdered your favorite one, Cup, who arguably is, I have out of the three new, uh, out of the, th- okay, three out of the new Transformers that are introduced are I, I like, and I'm just gonna come out right now. That's Cup, RC, yep. mm-hmm. and Blur. You like Blur? Yeah, because he talked weird, and you know, I like his design. I think looks sorry, interesting. That was my cat. <laughs> oh, oh like, I thought you were like, oh, I'm done with this episode. Hold on, <laughs> have a wait. I hate it. <laughs> you know, you're just gonna go. <laughs> All right, sorry. Start over. So, cup, RC, blur. Those are 
my three kind of favorites out of the new uh, Transformers that intro- introduced. Because I sure as hell don't like Wheelie. Um, oh, Wheelie. <laughs> what is even your thing? I don't know. Springer. All like He's got the quips, but all his stuff looks like it's made out of Ikea. Uh, yep. Ultra Magnus is just useless. Like, he looks cool. Yeah, he, and Robert Stack is cool, but he, yeah. yeah, he is literally just, he's literally just filler. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you liked Optimus Prime, well, check out Optimus Prime 2.0, kind of. And kind of? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, got the nah. same color, color scheme, sort of, yeah, but he's got man. old man glasses instead of cool eyes. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a mouth. That, that, that disturbs me. My Optimus <laughs> shouldn't have a mouth. Um. Yeah, and then, like, Rekgar's cool, I guess, but not, like, one of my favorites. Uh, no, like, I think a lot of... Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the new designs are way less interesting and I- iconic when compared with, you know, the uh, the original designs for the, the first two se- seasons of the cartoon. Um because they all have sort of like more of an organic uh, shape to them. Even Cup has is very. He's got a lot of swooping lines and scalloped, um, you know, shapes. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting. Like they, and then the Galvatron and his sort of uh, henchmen all sort of look similar. Which, you know, honestly, though, I think that kind of tracks, right? Sure. Because, you know, uh, I like those notes. Even though the sweep is just kind of like a boat in space. Yeah. Like a boogie board in space, really. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they had kind of a, a like a hovercraft uh, type of uh, feel to them, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying about the newer, like, Autobot designs, though. Because it kind of... Uh, Craps all over the magic of the initial ones because they're robots in disguise. But like, if I saw a cup on the street, I'd be like, "That's a transformer." Yeah. I well, why, I mean, but... even when he turns into, he doesn't turn into anything. Of course, you know they're on Cybertron, so they're turning into Cybertron vehicles. But his just looks like a weird. It looks like actually a little bit like uh, the C- Tesla Cybertruck. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, but like in green. Those... I got like one of those old school cars that also had like trunk backs, but oh, like, like an like an El Camino. Yeah, exactly. But they're like El Camino of the future. Yeah, so the Cybertruck. Cybertruck. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, someone was like, "I can give you keys to the Cybertruck, or keys to a truck that looked like Cup." I take the truck that looked like Cup. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. Yeah, um, you know, I, I get it. You you have to make the truck look that way because of what it's made out of. Well, maybe make it out of something else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just just uh, if my the art director in me says put a couple more edges on there, man. This is a nice. You you blocked out the shapes, but you forgot to uh, <laughs> you got to uh, you know keep uh, keep going on the detail pass. I hear that. Uh, Tesla, if you're listening, I don't know what we'd do with it. But <laughs> Tesla, you... you're definitely listening. Tesla fans, if you're listening, we're just kidding. Don't brigade us. I mean, whatever. What you gonna do? 
try to come beat me up and have to charge your car like 40 times before you get here. <laughs> what are you gonna what are you gonna do come come over here and take your your tons more money than i have and then just smother me in it and so i drowned in your money the more money you have than i have. yeah but then you'll leave me there and don't realize that i'm wearing a, s- a snorkel so i'm breathing through all the money you're trying to drown me in and now i have the money that you drowned me in and, yeah and, a- and- my- yeah. And I, the snorkel was powered by gasoline. <laughs> yeah. So, BP, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Chevron. <laughs> I like how I went with BP. I don't even think they exist on like our our side of the pond anymore. I think they took Yeah, they out. did have that little they have that little oil rig snafferoonie. Yeah, I think they took their oil rig and went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it transformed mm-hmm. into uh, transformed. <laughs> yep, and they just ran away. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry for the natural disasters. Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, some of the designs well, I mean they just aren't iconic. Like I think you're right about Galvatron. I don't really care for his the rest of his buddies, but I do think Galvatron uh looks pretty cool I, at least i like the color blocking i like the orange gun and the you know the the purple and white i think that work that works out pretty well yeah i i think so i mean you know it's not it's not my boy megatron but it's a you know it's a reasonable fact only i don't know why he's like i'm gonna turn into a howitzer but you know whatever <laughs> stationary emplacement you know, uh, Megatron just can't get a- around this whole, like, gun that can't move shtick. I know eventually he gets his tank powers, but <laughs> he's just like, oh, I'll be a small gun or a bigger gun. And you just hear him just here hitting the floor, and you're just like, yeah. oh. It's like, somebody pick me up. <laughs> oh, hold on, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean... I always wanted a Megatron toy, and I could never get one. And I mean, with probably with good reason, because I mean, the thing just is like a Walter, you know, not PPK, but it's a Walter-based pistol, I think. And that thing would have got me shot five ways from Sunday, walking down the block with that. Where you have this Galvatron thing, you don't really got to worry about it. Someone's like, <laughs> yep. ah, ice cream cone or something? Sure, whatever. <laughs> it looks like a squash racket. Um, it's not even a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that was... and Because that was really the point of this entire movie, right? They, they wanted to kill off all these people and traumatize all these kids, <laughs> even though... They claim, in hindsight, that they were like, well, we didn't think it would traumatize children. They, uh, Someone, a representative from Hasbro said, no, we thought it would be like, you know, they would be excited because we'd be introducing all these new toys they could go out and buy. They didn't realize that Optimus Prime had grown into a, uh, um, you know, such a heroic character for the people watching the cartoons or, or such an icon. And then also, I mean, for some, maybe even like a surrogate father figure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For me, I, um, yeah, no, I, that, no, come on. You can't, I could not be the person saying that with a straight face. 
Yeah, you know, like, I I can't believe someone put that like that's a quote from somebody. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. We didn't think we'd traumatize anybody. It's like you know when you have a perfectly good cat at home, but you want a new cat. So then you kill the cat that you have at home to get the new cat, right? <laughs> yep, because everyone knows it, right? when they see the cat, the cat die that the new cat's on the way. Yeah, so you get excited for the new cat, huh? No, come on, man. Like, I'd much rather have seen them all get, like, you know, like Optimus and you know, Ironhide and Prowl and Wheeljack, who is just murked. For- we don't even see how he dies. We just see his body. <laughs> yep. And you know, instead of them being all dead and gray and shit, I don't know, they're like on a shuttle and be like, Okay, Ultra Madness, this battle's yours. We're gonna travel the stars. <laughs> yep. I'd be like, Well, you know, they didn't help, but at least they're alive. Yep. Yeah, I <laughs> They've been caught in a freeze ray <laughs> the whole time. Well, I mean, let's talk about this for a second, though, right? So, like, they, they did this to sell toys. They murdered Optimus Prime. And because of the, the uh, like, the 1986 clapback and um, outrage made them change how they did G.I. Joe the movie. So, really? first they were like, yeah, yeah. So, G.I. Joe the movie and Transformers movie were roughly in production at the same time. There were some holdbacks with uh, G.I. Joe the movie, so they uh, weren't able to get out to theaters like they are originally planning. Not around the same time, but during that period. But then they saw what happened when Transformers the movie released, and they did a few things. One, it didn't make much money, so they were like, we're not going to release G.I. Joe the movie in theaters. But two, they originally planned to kill Duke, just like they were planning on killing, you know, Optimus, so that way they can get, like, new toys out there. But because of the outrage they saw from Transformers movie, they ADR'd that Duke was in a coma. <laughs> right? Because, like, when Duke uh, fights a Pintor in G.I. Joe the movie, uh, spoilers, spoilers, because it's only, you know, the 34th anniversary, <laughs> he gets spiked through the chest with a cobra. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a, a font of blood, and yep. the, the words that come out of his mouth are like, Yo, Joe, which would not be my last words, <laughs> right? And then you're like, oh, he's dead. But then somehow he's like, you don't hear it. You hear Doc off the way. He's like, yeah, Duke is in a coma. And then, <laughs> like, at the end of G.I. Joe the movie, spoilers, spoilers, they're all celebrating. They destroyed Cobra Law, yada, yada, yada. And then you hear Doc ADR again. Good news! Duke is out of his coma! <laughs> That's what they needed. That's all this movie needed. I mean, they ended up bringing Optimus Prime back because <laughs> of how... Uh, yeah, because of how outraged it was. Don't you remember Zombie Optimus? Oh, yeah. Zombimus? Oh, yeah. you betcha. I mean, like, that was terrifying. They're like, he's back, but he's kind of evil, and he's not all there. Like, parts of him are missing. I was like, his arm didn't fall off originally. What's up with this? But, you know, like, whatever. Like, I mean, Optimus... Daniel was, took it. Yeah, he's like, well, you're not... You know, you killed my father figure, because my father was on a moon 
on another planet. Don't worry, he's okay. He's okay, though. It takes him a long time to get into that that room with the uh, pink acid in it. Yeah, the acid vats. Just, it, it feels like... Oh my almost... God, I don't want to skip ahead. Yeah. But when Spike is screaming at Daniel to do something, he's the voice actor sounds like he's really uh, floating over an acid bath. He's I just mean, like, do it! Shoot the thing now! God damn it! <laughs> Daniel, you're the worst! Daniel, just shoot it, you stupid bastard! <laughs> I don't have a gun! <laughs> you're in a suit! You're Dumb weird. shit! You're wearing a suit and transformed. You're wearing the suit I'm wearing. I was like, well, that's the case. Why don't you shoot the fucking vat door down? Yeah, you still have the suit on, you ding dong. Yeah, Mr. W- Wiki, go with it. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. And where was Sam in all this? No. Where was Shia LaBeouf? Man, not, uh, fortunately not born yet. I don't, I don't know. I think you might. Maybe just bone. Yeah, and then, you know, we got the dark times truly came. That was, <laughs> that was before the dark times. Yeah, before uh, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so here's a question I have for you. Shoot. Wh- who is this movie for? <laughs> it's, f- well... You mean back in 86? Yes, I mean, like, I know who it was meant to be for back in 86, but, like, who is this movie really for? Because, like we've mentioned, all your favorites from the cartoons. If you're a kid and you've been raised on the cartoon, you're coming into this movie, you automatically are going to have a terrible time right at the start. But not only that, they say the word shit in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, but... They say, okay, this now kind of leads credence to the quote you said, right? Where they're like, we didn't think there'd be no problems here with murdering all your favorites and replacing them with, you know, not so good favorites. Uh, (laughs) There's a swear in it. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, you know, you got, yeah, you got shit and you got damn. (laughs) Uh, They dropped the S-bomb. Yeah, well. This is 86. Yeah, but I can tell you why they did that. Why? So, originally the movie would have been rated G. Which, you know, you would think would be fine. But the thing is, a rated G movie doesn't get as many times the show in the theater as a rated PG movie. So they wanted it PG so they could go from, like, morning to night showings, not just, you know, day showings, really. Because, like, G movies will stop. I think, like, the latest one you'll normally get will be, like, 5 o'clock. So that's why they dropped the S-bomb in there, was just to get the PG rating. So that way they could get more showtimes, because they were expecting, like, you know, a mountain of money. Because Transformers was blowing up, toy sales were fantastic. You know, this emboldened them to say, yeah, let's publish, let's, like, make a movie. And they rushed this movie, you know, to get it done. So, you know, they, they were just waiting to sit back and you know like uh rhode island going like i can't wait to count all this money that's gonna be rolling in uh, <laughs> wait a minute you mean it made less than we actually spent on it Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. yeah so it was a huge bomb back in the day 
I mean, well, if you don't make back the money you spent on it, plus whatever marketing, yeah, it's not going to be considered a commercial success. Eventually, it, it made its money back, but it took a long time and a lot of re-releases to do it. Uh, yeah, it's just such a weird, it's so weird tonally, because like it has the swears, which I think from a monetary perspective, that makes sense, but... Still, it's got to be weird for parents who bring your kid to a Transformers movie and there's sh- someone says shit, or like very audibly, and then like the all the deaths are very adult, and then but also it has all this stuff that is very childish. Like you said, the the character of Blur uh, is is played by John. Well, how do you pronounce Mosket Mosketia? No, Mosquita. Oh, See, so you, Mashita, so I think. See, okay. you said it so wrong that I was like, <laughs> I don't remember how it is. It just <laughs> left my brain. I was like, sure, no, I think it's uh, That's Mashita. Fair. Yeah, John Mashita Jr., which is like the he's the Micro Machines guy. Yeah, I think this was even before he was Micro Machines guy. I think he was just Guinness Book of World Records for talking the fastest guy. Yeah. And it's like very that would be very appealing to a kid because it's it's funny, uh, in that sort of childish way, and then it's got a, a weird owl song in the yeah. movie. Oh yeah, you and I mean you know you get dare to be stupid, which is perfect for that scene. Like I don't know which one else you pick there. <laughs> yeah, that's a decent point. Yeah, uh, but then you but get I mean, like, isn't that songs. weird tonally? Oh, look, John watching this movie recently with 2021 John eyes. Yeah, I I mean, well, I've done this for a while. There are a lot of ups and downs, and uh, (laughs) I hate to say it, but the movie's pretty inconsistent. (laughs) Like, I don't want to admit it, but, you know, it doesn't have a lot of through lines that you would want in a movie and uh doesn't make a lot of sense but that's fine that's fine it, um <laughs> but it like it's, parts those parts of it right feel like they are meant to appeal to a slightly older audience so it's like you know when the parents are taking the kids to this, see this movie you know it's it has that the air of something that is trying to appeal to younger people and older people at the same time but then they start the story in such a way where you need a fairly deep foreknowledge of the franchise to eat, to get what's happening in the in the opening 30 minutes at least i think so i think two points the mature stuff was not just for the g because it was just robots too so i i really do feel like someone did not consider the psychological damage that they would do to a ton of kids with this movie and the plot um you know like reading some of the back history i know like the the original writer was just like you you can't kill optimus prime he's like a dad to some kids like you can't do this and they're like yeah no but they'll they'll have the new dad you know rodimus prime they're gonna love him and he's just like so i think (laughs) you know you know i think uh in that instance they weren't worried about the uh, the violence. I mean, Ultra Magnus was originally supposed to be drawn and quartered by Cyclonus and his gang. 
He's gonna get ripped apart. That's how come, like, when they put his ass back together, he's just in pieces. Versus, like, when he just exploded. Because I believe explosions, you don't just fall to pieces. Anyway. (laughs) Right? Like, there was the violence. (laughs) He was fine. He was fine. I mean, he... Arguably, they put some wax on him, and he was good. Where was that tech for Optimus? That will bug me till I like you know drooling out my mouth, shit myself. <laughs> well, Which they weren't probably... on the they weren't on the junk planet with the uh, junkians. Um, right. th- I think that that it was their mechanical genius that was able to put uh, Ultra Magnus back together. I think it was Perceptor's fault because he's just a magnif- <laughs> you know he's just like you know like. A- <laughs> microscope he's not a doctor because <laughs> they're one fucking doctor got nuked on a shuttle before he got there. just he went out like such a chump that's so sad he didn't know he went out like a boss compared to like say kit fisto did well that's fair i mean ratchet had two guns he's all and then yeah hole in the chest you know how it goes yep yeah but i this I think this movie was really like we're just expecting to bring in the fans and their parents and you know we're setting up like an you know a 90 minute commercial for the next toys these kids should be expecting and that's kind of how it was made do you think that they would have just recast all these like Hollywood people like certainly Orson Welles this was the the last thing that Orson Welles ever did uh for better or for worse yeah but same, same as scatman he died this right year too. scatman brothers is in this wow well yeah i mean i would have and they, they had to right like they killed off megatron so galvatron was there but it wasn't like they're gonna get leonard nimoy nope. to do the cartoon so guess who they Nelson's ended up not coming back yeah but guess who they got to do galvatron's voice for the cartoon Frank Welker? Exactly! <laughs> like it should have been in this fucking movie? Yeah, well, fr- they could have been like, Frank just sound like Leonard Nimoy. Because he does... He Before that, I think in the um, in Star Trek 3, he does all the... Uh, no, Star Trek 2? He does the screams for Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like He, he was like his voice sort of double so they ended up like hey you're galvatron now he's like all right if you want so (laughs) doesn't it seem weird too because like they almost certainly would have been able to pay the people from the cartoon less no well see i think it (laughs) i think i'm just trying um I was like, I think I'm just making up excuses for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, like, I kind of get why you throw a bunch of known voices into, like, a movie. It's because you're trying, especially a cartoon, is because you're trying to drum up people to go see it. So if it's a name they're comfortable with, people will be more inclined to go, like, watch El Dorado or something. Versus a bunch of people you've never heard of. So maybe that was this draw. They'll be like, well... We want parents to take the kids. The kids obviously want to see it, but we want them to know we have star power. Like Orson Welles. Who <laughs> has, like... <laughs> who also was not sick at the time. 
He's just want to put that out there. He's not sick. He just was, you know, maybe sick of working or something. He was just like, mm. so I'm a, I did the Breakfast Club. Maybe that came out around the same time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know Joe <laughs> Nelson movies. After I saw this, I vowed never to watch anything he'd ever made. Uh, and I stand by that. <laughs> no. It is weird, too, that this movie takes place only very briefly on Earth, and that part on Earth, you could it could really take place anywhere. I think, yeah, I almost just wish it... Uh, I didn't really understand why uh, like Optimus and them were hiding out on the moons when like, Autobot City seemed way more defended than, <laughs> than their moons, their moon bases, because, I mean, Laserbeak just flew up in there. Yeah, I mean, they had a pretty, they had a couple of, uh, you know, um, they had a couple of Constructicon-sized holes in their, uh, in their plan. Yeah, just like, we're just gonna hide out on these moons here. And it's like, Megatron knows he's there. He's like, well. And then Laserbeak's able to get, like, some awesome footage, even of perspectives (laughs) we didn't see him recording from. (laughs) Dude is just hanging out outside of the window. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just look up, Optimus. That could have saved this whole movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh god. Alright, ready the shuttles for launch. We gotta get out of here. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he just should have been like, once he spotted Laserbeak up there, he should have been like, we'll attack tomorrow. tomorrow. Wink, wink. I saw that Optimus. The part that bugged me about Earth was the fact that, like, I think, what, from the time the show took place to then, it was, like, 15 years, but everyone was wearing, like, super space jumpsuits. Yep. <laughs> it's, the, it's the year 2005, the very advanced, uh, futuristic year of 2005. Yeah, I think maybe we had, like, six flavors of Frappuccino in 2005. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the big innovation of the year. Yeah, the big hallmarks. Um... Was that I was like, why is why is Autobot City always just in attack mode? Because that, (laughs) (laughs) like, you took the time to transform it. It doesn't look like any city I've ever seen before. Why not just have it bristling with guns already? Yeah, just just be ready for it. And then um, one of the things I wish they kind of would have explained, and I. If I remember the cartoon correctly, they don't really explain why they're back on Cybertron. People can feel free to correct me on that, but like, how did Megatron and them all take over, and you know, how did they get back? I remember they yeah. were, you know, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of those questions, like older me had, but you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, I was just like, eh, right, because at the time of in the the cartoon it was like they were always trying to get back they were always trying to get their ship restarted but it's like it never worked out and then all of a sudden they're back and they've lost and you're like what this sucks yeah you guys are the worst yeah (laughs) Uh, i mean i guess i guess they're the worst because it seems like they have a pretty swanky base on earth with friends that care about them quite a bit and then also they're just chilling on these couple of moons maybe just let the Decepticons have it. You guys have Cybertron. It kind of sucks here anyway. Everything's made out of metal. It's just filled with robots. Like, it's funny that, you know, Megatron really wanted the rule Cybertron, but just to be like a bureaucrat. 
Yeah, he because didn't want to see it destroyed. Didn't want to destroy it. He's just like, I believe I could run this better. And that was it. <laughs> it's like yeah, he didn't want to like, do an election or something. Like, I'm sure there were less aggressive ways that you could have, uh, you know, got on with this. Yeah, and it seemed like when they the few shots they actually had of Cybertron, because Cybertron, despite being sort of a major goal of this movie, is shown very little. But uh, the the few times it showed it, it seems like the Decepticons were just living their life. They were like, they, it wasn't all just like purse snatchings and and armed <laughs> robberies down. Like when you, they went down there, people were just walking around, like yeah, just chilling. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank right. God the Autobots are out of here. They they suck. Yeah, they were worse. They were blowing up stuff all the time. Now <laughs> it's peaceful again. You know. <laughs> Yay, Megatron. <laughs> and I mean, I think Megatron uh, through Galvatron does more uh, in the end to save Cybertron than any of the Autobots <laughs> do, really. Yeah, I mean, well... The Autobots just lucked into it because it's not like they anyone knew really what the hell a gal uh, excuse me Unicron was, right? Like they just heard this name, and I'm really surprised that them being Cybertronian have never heard of Unicron. Like what? I thought he was a myth. You know, give me something like that instead. They're like, okay, let's just fly in this junk rocket and this spiral rocket. And we'll see <laughs> the two if we can least it. iconic designs you've ever seen. They're trying to sell toys, and they they make two spaceships you could never fucking sell or make <laughs> a toy of. Well, I think it was just like all the bits that they cut off of plastic that they would yeah, just fuse just together. Sprues. Yeah, the sprues, <laughs> and they're like, "Here's your junkion chip. It really looks <laughs> like junk, mom." <laughs> Does that say shick on it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so the basic I, I would just want to go over let's just go over the basic plot The sure. so the basic plot is that Unicron is going around eating up planets yep Unicron is scared of the matrix of leadership right yep, so yep. Yep, for some uh, yeah, meanwhile um, the Optimus Prime is trying to take back Cybertron from Megatron he tries to launch a sneak attack. He gets thwarted. Optimus Prime dies and then passes the Matrix of Leadership to Ultra Magnus. And then uh, a lot of shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's shenanigans. Like this, yep. Shenanigans ensue. All of your favorite robots die. And eventually the good guys, with the help of the Junkians, are able to take down unicron once and for all the kind of villain that it's like introduced in the movie as like we never hear like we never hear about him before and then he's like here for the movies the, the the ultimate bad guy and of course they they take care of him in one movie one 85 minute long movie yeah that tracks yeah I think and that summary uh, was good yep <laughs> this movie is like this movie is like it feels like what it must be what what it must be like to develop a movie if you're just high on cocaine all the time <laughs> because there's like no resting there's no scenes in which there is any sort of like breathing like a moment to breathe and process what you have just seen 
things just happen constantly. There's just constantly shit going on in this movie. Yeah, very kinetic. And maybe that just comes from, like, you know, back in the day, kid movies were like that, where it it always had to have motion. Like, I mean, even when they escape Earth. No, not escape Earth. Yeah, escape Earth. No, was it escape? Yeah, escape Earth. Fuck, I'm going confused. <laughs> it's I'm so like, confusing. All of them just blend together in a technicolor nightmare. When they're getting chased by uh, Galvatron... Right, and they take off in the rockets. Yeah, when they escape Earth and they're flying, you know, both of their ships, and then they think they ditched Galvatron, and you know, fucking Cup is telling his old war stories, which all sound <laughs> great, and I really wish I could have seen all of these <laughs> over, yep. like, you know, some of this. And you know, Grimlock's there, and he's like, "Tell me story," and it's all <laughs> cool and story shit. time. Right, which is awesome. And then, but for some strange reason, fucking Hot Rod is in the back fighting a, a, another robot, like drone type thing, practicing his sword and shield, his sword and board. Yep, does and not come back into play. <laughs> not, not at all. Like you would think that would be one of those foreshadowing things. No, it was just accessories he didn't even come with when you bought the toy. So, uh, I. Did have to say I, I did applaud when that uh, little sparring droid or sparring robot hit him in the back of the head. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, best scene in the movie. Yeah, great. Murder him, murder him, you little sparring drone. Murder him. Um, yeah, it, it it's you know even on the planet of junk. As they're trying to build things, there's always movement. Um, my favorite part were the cuts to commercial break. it's it was just it's oh you know like sometimes you watch like star wars and some of the swipes you kind of go that's weird just a little (laughs) like you know it's not a traditional edit but you just kind of expect it this one was like almost like the editor was like Think of this like it's, we're going to be showing it on the TVs. So just kind of edit it like it's a TV show, okay? Mm-hmm. So they would just do these fade to black, fade right back in. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like, all right, that's where a, uh Irish Spring commercial would have gone. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this movie is pretty insane. I, I have to admit, I enjoy the cup parts uh not with hot rod uh where like they're on the uh, quintessence planet a lot mm-hmm. more than like the junkian stuff yeah that is actually pretty interesting i i think they had a chance there with hot rod to do something um and because i think that cup and hot rod's relationship is interesting and even though it's again it's not really earned because he like cup is just like kind of exasperated and angry at hot rod for the entire movie up until the end where he goes i knew that kid had potential and it's like no you did it no nah, you nah, haven't you... said anything like that this whole time yeah no nah, you know this dude was a little shithead and you've been calling him a shithead through most of this movie uh... and he is a shithead right when we first meet him right when he's like he's fishing with daniel which is kind of cool and then he turns into a hot rod 
to to sort of like take them back to the the landing pad so they could see the shuttle come in uh, and uh, no. lookout mountain we ended up going to the top of lookout. right sorry yes um, <laughs> lookout mountain, of course but he goes right through that barricade that Cup helped set up, and it's just like, he just smashes the shit out of it. He doesn't care about other people's property. Yep. And then Daniel, really astute, is like, hey, there's a hole in that shuttle. And then Hot Rod, being a hot rod, instead of, like, calling, hey, we're under attack, just starts shooting at the hole. <laughs> so I started blasting. <laughs> I mean, Pretty I do like, I like when you see fucking Starscream go, oh, whoa. <laughs> just yep. inside the shell for a second. Why is it like he's standing right next to the hole? That's, Why are uh, any of them standing by the hole? They did that the whole fucking trip? There, there were seats. <laughs> I do love after the fight between Megatron and Optimus and it leaves both you know it leaves optimus dying soon to be dead and megatron also you know basically incapacitated and so when they escape uh, the the decepticons escape in astro train <laughs> which yeah. is just so stupid but when they do i love how they're just like okay well we've got too much weight i mean it's the same amount of the people we had when we came but apparently now it's uh it's not working so and we're in space so but we're gonna so they just they're like well we're gonna throw all the damaged uh decepticons out the airlock <laughs> <laughs> this yep. is just so rugged, but also like Starscream yeeting uh, Megatron, <laughs> Megatron out of the. <laughs> it's just fantastic. I'm uh, still functional. Wanna bet? Whoop! Just such a. And Asher Train was kind of booking it because he just like slipped right underneath the wing. He's like, oh. Yep. <laughs> he hit him with the wing on the way out. <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, like, just all the size problems and scales problems of a normal Transformers, like, cartoon were exasperated tenfold in this movie. Mm. Like, the fact that Asher Train was, like, could have a bunch of full-sized Decepticons in him with enough space for Devastator to almost form. <laughs> yeah, but he almost got up there. And he uh, was having problems with weight. I'm like, you do not obey any sort of known laws of physics or anything. So weight should be a problem. But that uh, part is, I guess, pretty funny, though. The part where they're like, uh, they're like, I say it's survival of the fittest, and ev- everyone who's not damaged is like, I. I. <laughs> everyone who is damaged is like, nay. Nay. And it's like, Devastator's the strongest of the Decepticons. And then all of a sudden, fucking Soundwave with the sick burns. Just going like, Soundwave superior. Decepticons uh, <laughs> yep. inferior. inferior. And then he proves it, man. With they, uh, they they rumble the floor, and that I guess is the Achilles heel to old Devastator coming together. Yeah, just shake him up a little bit. Just shake him a little bit. <laughs> and we do mean a little bit. You've seen how small those tapes are. Yeah, I mean they're they're bigger than tapes, but 
not a, about human size. <laughs> oh no, I, 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 that, that, that whole there's like a lot of like little gems like that in this movie though. Those lines, like this movie to me as a whole, are just moments and like the key moments that are really burned into my brain are burned into my brain. You know, like, there's a lot of fun ones. Yeah. Starscream getting coordinated. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I mean, you, you know how much I love that uh, that, yep. that scene. We're fucking playing the trumpets, dude. You're just like, sure, why not? Megatron? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, here's well, a hint. Here's a hint. It's not a hint at all. He just shoots him. Just disintegrates his ass. Just a, another completely disturbing and rugged death in a kid's movie oh yeah that one i mean we just see him literally crumble before us turned to (laughs) dust (laughs) it took a long time too yeah and then the fucking like what he say his name is again galvatron and they're just like yeah all right galvatron we're with him fuck (laughs) it whatever i guess he's like megatron he sounds really different well how how i mean but he kind of has a similar swagger, you know, like, he's like Megatron. He does, brother. he is mad at the Autobots, so... It tracks. It's, it's, it, as long as he continues his Mega, the Megatron stance of just hating the Autobots, uh, I'm with him. I'm with him. I was going to say, you want to talk about death, how about the acid vats in Unicron, when we see the bodies oh my God. melting in the ass... <laughs> With their faces oh contorting God. in pain. <laughs> it's it's such a long scene, too. Yeah. I'm like, well, they're surely going to cut away now. Well, nope. now they're going to cut away. No. But surely now is what... Nope. No. <laughs> we get to see them really, literally, they're writhing in pain. And that guy in the front is just slowly becoming disfigured. And you're like, oh, God. Or like the you know the Quintessons with their like you know guilty all innocent, and all of a sudden it's like innocent. Beat him to the Shogdagons. That dude just gets fucking chucked into yeah. shark robots. What about the guy? What about the guy with the, from the start? We actually get one of the characters. Also, we find out there's a lot more robot-based life forms out there than I think I would have originally assumed. But we get one of like the weird, dumb-looking robots from the start who, who Unicron eats first. And he's somehow... I guess he was in that ship that was trying to escape and did and landed on the junk planet. Like, everyone is lands on this junk planet regardless of where they... Like, something happened to them off-screen and they just land on this junk planet. He's going to be, you know, put up against the the judgment of the Quintessons and as he's being dragged away, he's like, I'm the last of my kind! That daughter dies with me! No, you can't do this! (laughs) This is so fucked up. Did not give a fuck either. They're just like, yeah. Um, uh, has the judge made his jury? Guilty or innocent? Innocent. And I love this, like, spare me this mockery of justice. Yeah, he really had a, yeah, that was, like, had a lot of gravitas for the for this movie, especially. But everyone should have just done what Cut and Hot Rod end up doing, and that's making a cool whirlpool and jumping on out of there. It didn't seem hard to get away, really, at the end of the day. And then getting rescued by the Dinobots. 
Uh, yep, yeah, their new friend. Wheelie. Wheelie, who is just like, where do you come from? Nobody knows. Yeah, why Why is he trying to swagger jack the Autobots by having their emblem on him? <laughs> yep, he's a big fan. He's, he's just like, he's the... He, Wheelie is the Conor McGregor of Transformers just swagger-jacking <laughs> yep. everybody. <laughs> Man, what about... Okay, let's just talk about Eric Idle a little bit, who plays, sure. as you mentioned before, Rekgar. Yeah. Uh, and he's part of a motorcycle gang, I guess, that the Junkians are a, or a planet-wide motorcycle gang. Sure, that tracks. And they only talk in... TV. TV. They talk TV. So I guess Don't human touch TV. That dial. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But why? <laughs> why? They never explain anything oh, no. about why that is. It well, just they, is. They talk about the signals. Right? Like it's mentioned real briefly and you your brain is probably just going like, What what is this? I don't understand what I'm watching here right now. Why is this happening? And as that's going on, you're not hearing the words coming out. They're like, we talk TV! And, you know, he holds up it. That's, like, all the signals. And then that's when Cup is like, I talk TV, too! <laughs> yep, and he does. And they're yeah. like, whoa, you did it! Yeah, but, like, what if it was, like, I don't touch that dial is, like, motherfucker. Right? Like, like a curse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, like, news at 11. Could have been. Is something that is just heinous. You don't say that anymore. Um, it what's worse hmm. this i that idea or the fact that they took that idea and used it in the michael bay transformers movies for bumblebee <laughs> that yeah. like yeah, that's not the, that's that's not the thing that you like hold on to you're like we're gonna win over a lot of fans um and it's gonna be magical we're gonna take this moment from transformers the movie 1986 okay okay what you got mr bay where we find out the junkians talk TV. <laughs> they talk TV. Let's have a character do that for the pretty much the entirety of the times you see him. Wait, you, you don't want to take the scene where Optimus just murks a bunch of Decepticons by himself? Like, he, he, he does that baller move where he's driving, he transforms, he flies over, he's shooting and shit. And he plays you got the Exactly. <laughs> you know, where we get that, like, really iconic line, this one. Amazing. Oh, shit. A booby trap that actually catches boobies. <laughs> okay, no, he doesn't say that. Sorry, sorry. I pushed the wrong clip. I pushed the wrong clip. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shit, sorry. <laughs> Fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't find it. But watch your stand, watch your fall. Sorry. <laughs> Hit me with that Jeremy Renner uh, clip real quick again. You got it. So predictable, I gotta tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, goodness go. gracious. Yeah, my bad. I'll yes, that you. awesome part. <laughs> Yeah, remember when that happened? Take that, Mr. Bay. Yeah, he could have. He could have had all that stuff, but unfortunately, no. Uh, instead, he takes this weird part that 
man, is there is there anything else in this movie that dates it? I mean, as much. I mean, I guess you could argue the music, but but as much as that that uh, you know, referencing commercials that are popular at that time. Oh yeah, I mean, well, except like the one TV channel where they were watching kung fu movie. I was like, oh, what what TV channel is that? <laughs> So I want to watch that TV show. That seems dope. Move to Junk Planet. I don't want to watch reruns of Mod. What is this? Watch, you know, watch Junk Planet. No, but it, the music might date it, but the music's some of the best. Like, I'm sorry, the Touch, Dare, Instruments of Destruction. Nothing's gonna stand in our way. Though I do like the fact that the, the band who did uh, "Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way," Spectre General, uh-huh. that's not their name. <laughs> what? So their name, their their band name was Kick Axe. <laughs> like Hasbro and them thought it was too aggressive. <laughs> they put shit in the movie. I know, but they get this. They changed the name of the band to Spectre General. Without telling them, so he just changed it, <laughs> and they don't even give it like a generic name. Someone spent a lot of time thinking about this weird Specter General name. I, I mean, it, that's if I had to come up with a band and I had the talent to do it, Specter General is very high on my list of names I would want. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like you know, we're like Ghost Generals. Yeah, like a Spectre. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds it's a dope. great band name. You know, hunger, though, you know, like, the Sharktacons weren't really eating too many things, but it, I think it played appropriately. And, of course, like, their version of the Lions Transformers theme is the best version. Yeah. Listen to this. The Decepticons. <laughs> it looks like he had to find that on a notepad. <laughs> the evil of the Decepticons. There it was. I, I knew I'd get it. <laughs> yeah, I found it. I, I knew it all the time. I wrote the lyrics. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. That is a great song. And then, like, they do... At the end, they, they have, like, more lyrics that are inspired by like the entire plot of the movie but uh yeah no i agree the the well you know we know daniel is going to have a lot of uh trauma after all this is done right Uh, i mean (laughs) yeah without a doubt yeah because he gets he gets involved in some pretty insane situations not just saving his screaming father uh and bumblebee from god uh, what if he would have missed man (laughs) i know right he thinks he does. <laughs> the part where he's just like, I killed my dad, no. And he's up there. Don't worry, he's fine. Oh, well, they couldn't have killed Jazz. If Jazz would have bought it, I I, I think I would have rioted. <laughs> I mean, I was just so distraught with Optimus, but I was like, you can't kill Jazz. He's a Porsche. He's the coolest of the cars. Please. <laughs> <laughs> something <laughs> the whole time watching i was like please don't kill jazz yeah, you can kill bumblebee though please don't <laughs> <kill jazz. laughs> keep keep around cliff junk jumper let's get red bumblebee up in here yeah just get that lame one 
But we have Bumblebee at home. <laughs> the image of Cliff Jumper. <laughs> I mean, arguably, probably the cooler of the Bumblebees. Yeah. He's, got that, he's yeah. got that big rocket. Like, who doesn't like a rocket launcher? Nope. <laughs> Nobody. No, not that, that I can... Uh, I mean, everyone loves a rocket launcher just like everybody loves Rodimus Prime. <laughs> you know what really... So, I one of the things that really bothers me about Hot Rod and, and, by extension, Rodimus Prime is the color scheme. Like, all of the best Transformers, or many of the best Transformers, have, like, high contrast color schemes. Like, they have, they have uh, color schemes that you know, are pretty far apart on the old color wheel and it, and it makes a very interesting color blocking and it really is, makes it iconic. His are all from, like, the same family. They're, it's like we got a warm magenta, orange, and yellow. It's just a blob of similar colors. Yeah, they're... I don't know. They're, they're like, almost classic car colors to me, though. Well, I mean, no. they definitely are evocative of a race car, yeah. but, like, those, they just needed to add, like, something in there, a blue, something that would help uh, help the contrast and help those the, his silhouette read a little better. I hear that. I mean, out of the two designs, if I had to think of between Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime, I prefer the Hot Rod design. Yeah, because then he's not, he's not important. <laughs> he's just like some jabroni. Well, I mean, also, it's just like, for some strange reason, when you get the Matrix of Leadership, you grow. Um, yeah. Or mm-hmm. you, you yeah, change. Um, but somehow you turn into, like, an old man, and that's what happened to him. <laughs> yep. um, you, have to get, you have to, like, instant authority. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, everyone listen to me now. I got this Matrix thing. It's in my chest. And also... All all Transformers have the uh, fucking Matrix well. Anyway. (laughs) Right? You know, you never know when it might be your turn. Guess who turn it was not. Yeah. It was not. (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, these Matrixes are floating out there. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) right? I think there's more now, though. You know, how they do. But, uh. Yeah. No, I just like. Hot Rod's compact design. I think the wings hang out a little further on him. And he seems to have the cooler gadgets. Like, I just assume that, like, Rodimus Prime lost the the buzzsaw hand and, like, the goggles that I don't know why you would need because you're a robot, but, you know, like the ones that slid in front of his eyes so then he could have <laughs> yeah, sure. binoculars because his eyes just can't do that. Um... You know, and he's, he's got the pipes. Yeah, I, I think out of the two, I like I like that one more. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm I'm just looking right now at I'm actually going to send this one to you via the magic of the internet because this okay. is the age that we live in. <clears throat> There's one that is was uh, it looks like it's a uh, a masterpiece version of uh, Rodimus. Or not Rodimus, but Hot Rod, I should say. He comes with a fishing pole, so that's a nice little that's accessory. Neat. But yeah, but in the um, in place of the sort of magenta in the cartoon, they have it's just red. A 
Well, it's a dark purple, actually, and it, and it looks... It ends up All looking right. really much nicer contrast. Here, let me send that to you. Now, that version, I am... Uh, the color scheme is working a lot better on that one. Yeah, it's like a... It, it, it's like a burgundy almost yeah it's like a burgundy and then his shoes are like a, a cool dark gray or his yeah. boots i should say now that one i mean that one is the it's funny those are the colors that i see in my head <laughs> yeah there you go yep more than uh the ones that are in the movie because ooh. That is the correct sound effect for what we see in the film. You're like, damn, that is, that is, it's like someone took a coloring book and was just like, yeah, kid, go nuts. Color however you want. Go Go crazy, who cares? Have fun. Oh, this is great. All the kids will love this one because it was colored by a kid. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I like the one you posted. Yeah, you know, and I think one of the other parts of this movie that maybe didn't age as well is the sound design in general. Not the music, of course, because as you said, and I agree with you, the music is quite good. But, like, from the jump, when Unicron is is devouring a planet and killing all those people at the very start of the movie, and then it switches to the internal view of all his weird robotic guts, like smashing the planet and it has like the chomp the, the, the stock chomp. chomp chomp sound chomp. <laughs> yep. it's, it just takes all the it just bleeds all the seriousness and drama from that scene oh yeah I mean I think at the time they were probably like this sounds pretty good like it sounds heavy <laughs> cow, cow. but like that's probably my biggest problem is a lot of uh, a lot of things about uh, Unicron and a lot of the sound design with Unicron is just he's this massive planet that then shrinks in size and when he's doing damage it doesn't sound very impactful you know, like, <laughs> yep. when he, like, he literally is a planet that turns into a robot and shrinks in size though he shouldn't who paws at like you know Cybertron <laughs> and I'm just expecting yeah. like this, like, like you know, people screaming. Like if 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 a time you want to show true horror, this would be it. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. this little, like yeah. this little, little. He uh. just slaps the slaps the top of Cybertron. It just there's this. I mean, this massive, massive being. And just doesn't have like any sort of the oomph. I do like that he's kind of sassy. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. like when like Megatron's all floating, looking half dead, and he's like, "No one summons me." And he's like, "Well, I'm pleased to be the first. You know, and you're like, "All right, I guess why not?" Yeah. Uh, but then, like, how does he have such long range like TV camera scanners? like how does he not know everything before it's about to happen because he like he chooses megatron to turn into galvatron to to do his bidding because apparently i guess he is too big to chase after an individual carrying the matrix of leadership uh which i guess is like destined to take him out 
I know we get that great line from Hot Rod where they're like, maybe the the matrix of leadership will will be able to stop him. And Hot Rod's like, yeah, it will. <laughs> Wait, how do you know? I just know it will. And it does. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when, like, Galvatron blows up, you know, Ultra Magnus on the planet of junk, and he's like, ah, I did it, later! And, you know, he just 23 skidoos out of there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like... He doesn't have a, uh, he doesn't have a container for the Matrix, I guess, huh? Uh, for... No, he does not. That's where he wears it like a necklace? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, he knew... Like, Unicron knew the Matrix of Leadership was on the junk planet. So why not just go to the junk planet and eat it? Yeah. Because I am I guarantee the group that they had down there was like the D-Squad. None of them were going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> well, you know, like the only one I liked on there was RC. You know, everyone else was going to get murked. <laughs> they had no problem if he just went over there and started chomping. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it takes so it's like so fast for him to do it, and he could have taken care of the Matrix like there and then. I also love how the Matrix is like this. They 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 imbue it with like a King Arthur sort of Excalibur style importance, and it's like past. It like chooses sort of like the Green Green Lantern's ring. It chooses like its next host, but all you have to do is open it. And so it leads to a lot of funny, just like, oh, oh Damn come it. on, let's, let's get the thing open. Like, no one tries to open it until they the the moment where it would be most crucial for them to open it. No one gives it a little tug, and it's like, hey, maybe you should try it. Guy who lit up when he touched it the first time. Yeah, I think they were all pissed at him for getting him killed in the first place. And I think that tracks like yeah that, that works <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah fair. i'd have been like i mean there's that part where optimus like uh, you know like he's talking he's like like uh, soon i'll be one with the matrix and then hot rod's like optimus and optimus doesn't go like it's okay hot rod he just goes ultra magnus my old friend <laughs> <laughs> Like, fuck you, you're the one who put me in this bed in the first place. Get out of here. <laughs> Trying to... I mean, it was a bad choice. Ultra Magnus kind of sucked. <laughs> it kind of stunk up the room. Yeah, I mean, well, it was... Fa- I mean, it was just like, look, I, tr- I trust you to hold it until it finds the right person. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And when Ultra Bag's alive, I'm a soldier prime, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm not a leader. I was like, yeah, no shit, it really showed. The <laughs> yep. whole movie, you're the worst. Blown yeah, up one command decision. Shuttle. Yeah, the one command decision is like, what other choice do we have? And it's like, okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> you're not thinking of options, huh? <laughs> you just... Get backed into a corner and you're just like, let's do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, he's the Ultra Magnus great toy great toy because i mean the cab was just a white version of optimus but not great in the cartoon not not one of john's (laughs) favorites yeah and a real you know love robert stack so a good like a real waste of uh of a robert stack Uh, yeah 100 percent 
Well, John, did you have any funny fun? Did you have any funny? Did you have any fun watching this movie? Of course. Of course. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's crazy. We just spent like the entire podcast taking a taking a robo dump on it. But it was uh I was engaged the entire time. It's a really fun watch for such a weird like legitimately i think objectively bad but really fun movie yeah i mean you try to put any form of seriousness in it and it's gonna it's it's going to ruin its luster but it's not meant to be serious it was it was fun watching in 86 remember the 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 fateful choice i had to make i had 20 dollars. i could see transformers the movie or i could have bought my mask Venom switchblade helicopter jet thingy. I chose to see the movie. The trauma told me I should have bought the mask toy, but I didn't. <laughs> Man, that would have been so great. That mask toy was so cool. So, dude, it's so it's so cool. I should buy one. That should be a Christmas gift for me. Maybe. Uh, too many hot toys. Uh, <laughs> anyone listening to this who knows me, who might be interested in procuring me one... Yeah. Sideshow, do a mask run. Oh my god, I'd buy all of it. It'd be like four hundred dollars for a Mac Tracker. I'd be like, yeah, done. <laughs> Woo! No, like I mean, this movie's nothing but fun. I love the music. I mean, it's on like my Spotify, like multiple Spotify playlist. I'm like, yeah, fucking instruments of destruction. Let's go. This is the shit. Um. You know, it does introduce some of my favorite, you know, Transformers characters. You know, I get to see Optimus be baller. It's a fun time. It's, you know, it's with all of its inconsistencies and, you know, silliness. It's it's still one of my favorite movies. And, yeah, to me, it will always hold up. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with you. My only, uh, like, a little caveat to that would be if you out there have not seen it and you have no nostalgia for the Transformers, don't bother. Or maybe if you're just familiar with the Transformers in the Michael Bay universe, you you do need some foreknowledge of the cartoon. Um, so I think you, you do need to have seen the Transformers that is as a kid at least, uh, I think, to get the maximum amount of enjoyment uh, out of this one. I, I Okay. I'll give you the... Uh, I'll give you your caveat. I can see that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Just, so, just so I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow it. I'm gonna allow it. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're one of the... You know, if you're starting your pop, like, you know, saga journey yourself and you're want to check out the old cartoons and kind of see what they are instead of like trying to watch every episode of the original show which you know you definitely don't need to do this is like uh you know a hypodermic needle full of everything you need you know to kind mm-hmm. of understand what you're getting into <laughs> except <laughs> except for the uh a hypodermic needle with everything you need except any context of what's going on in the first 30 minutes <laughs> Well, you don't need it. I think that's the problem. I don't think you need any context because they felt like you didn't need any context. <laughs> well, certainly anything, any characters that you're confused about will probably be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, the ones yes, that, you don't need to worry about it. The ones that broke our heart and traumatized us for life, 
Um, you won't have any of that. You'll be like, Opta who? I like this one. I, I think Hot Rod's pretty swell. And Springer, he's cool. He turns into a helicopter and a weird car. And he's got a sword that's worse than garbage. <laughs> Literally. You know, like, well, you know, one of the main things uh, that I, I've... Uh, that's been doubly added on with uh, re-watching this movie. It was also, for the folks at home, Transformers are literally how, you know, Forrest and I got to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this mutual uh, love and adoration for robots that turn into cars. Other stuff. <laughs> Other stuff, you know, like, <laughs> some of it very useful, like cars and motorcycles, and some of it less useful boom boxes and a ufo ufo uh i have to hide that i'm a robot and a ufo (laughs) i chose good you know but like the boom box also shoots little robots out of them and some are useful like little dudes and then you get like a panther and a bird and then you get like a rhino and a lion are those tapes uh, Soundwave's kid. Kids. I would. I would like to say yes. I think <laughs> but I think it's more like you know, Soundwave is like the record store owner, and then like the tapes are the employees that work at the record store. So they're just, you know, like they're like, hey, what do you turn into? I have a boombox. And then, like, it's like, well, hey, I turned into a tape. I need, I need a home when I'm not being used. And <laughs> Can we live in you? <laughs> Can we live in your chest? And they're like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds great. Um, rent's due on the first. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it, it was great kind of being able to revisit these characters in this movie and see them and then just like knowing that i was going to talk with you about it too was just like uh uh made me made me think of the past days so it's this movie will like i said will always hold something so much closer to my heart i think than you know other movies that i'm big fan of just because of it yeah i agree there's a lot of there is a ton of nostalgia wrapped up in this one for me as well you know from traumatizing me as a child to uh being uh yeah being a huge part of my life as an adult and um yeah you know the the that time that we got to work together on the those that transformer project really was uh was is definitely one that i still uh cherish and you know i think also just professionally it was one of the more fun times of my career to date and working on you know i think when i look back over the the things that i have produced in my career i think the the unicron card for the transformers 1986 event is like one of my most uh, that's one of the things i'm most proud of oh i mean yeah i'm not gonna butter your bread but it is an excellent You know, it it is an excellent... Arguably a better sense of scale than the movie, not to put myself on the back. There's no arguments here. If if anyone wants to argue with me, 
come see my ass. I know how to fence. I did two. Uh, <laughs> I did two semesters of it. <laughs> I will fight you. That no, that card, that series, that whole run that we did was some of the. I mean, as some of the, you know, best Transformers art out there, and I think both of our loves for this movie showed with the art that was generated for that event. Like to to mm-hmm. me, the Grimlock card from, you know, the Quintessence planet is I think is the best Grimlock art I've still seen to this day. Oh yeah, that one's rad with the glowing sword and him sort of like stepping towards the camera. Yeah, like, you know, stepping on like a destroyed shark decon. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. You know, and then being able to do the iconic uh, Optimus jump as an Evo card, you know, so we could get like the you, the tell a story, the coronation star scream. <laughs> that one was so good. You know, like it was born out of respect for not just this property, but that movie. Like that, like like I said, the the moments, the scenes were so easy for me to be able to pull from back then and even now that it's just one of those things that just bring brings me right back to you know august 8 1986 yeah could not agree more yeah the, it's fun to think about that and the fact that we have you know we were able to add to that history in our own little way um then and now again with us taking a verbal dumperuski all over it but in, in, in the most respected way possible and the, truly in the most loving way possible because like i said and like you were saying, we loved watching this movie, even with all the funny, sort of cheesy or bad things that are, I think, in it. It's one of those movies that's kind of so bad it's good, and that's why it's sort of earned its cult status, not just with us, but with the viewing audience uh, at large. Here, here. Indeed. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, as always, do you want to get in touch with us? Please say yes! We have multiple ways for you to do so. Check the notes, the show notes, for the links to our social media. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. And those are both at the Pop Saga on both those platforms. If you want to get in touch with us maybe a little old school way, the digital mail, if you are... You know, not a... <laughs> I don't not think a, anyone uses email anymore, John. The youngins are... Uh, they're they're drifting away from email. It's it's becoming archaic. But, you know, we still use it, and maybe you use it out there. And you can get in touch with us over email at... Or... I always, it's, it always says weird to say at first, since there's an at sign in it. But it's thepopsaga at gmail.com. And, of course, would you, if you would you like to support the ongoing production of our podcast we have a merch store there's more stuff coming as soon as forrest can do it (laughs) there'll be more shirts and fun stuff coming to there soon and as always uh we like to thank burton m6 for our incredible theme song the most professional and enjoyable part of our show 
that's what we think, and I think you will probably agree out there. So, from all of us to all of you, we hope that you are happy and healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, Bow Weep Grana Weep Benny Bob is not only hello, it's goodbye. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.